If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Green Zone. He is the fattest man in the NFL. This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And we just saw that uh, Seattle had the rare second and 43. What's the play call? What's it? What's on the play sheet for that, man? Not very good. Uh, they did get it to a third and 34. Uh, this game is a bizarre beginning with still six and a half minutes to go there in the first quarter with more on that. Let's go back out to Eric at home in a seven all tie. But Eric, you've had a lot of drama. Uh, every week, guys, you guys, you, you put me on the game that has the, the wackiest plays, the weirdest circumstances. I'm happy to be the guy who explains the uh, the clownish football. But we almost had a, a turnover a minute ago as Nick Bosa stripped the ball from uh, Russell Wilson, but it was recovered by Ethan Posich, which set up the, the uh, second and 43. But it looks like uh, Seattle's about to punt now. However, uh, just a bit ago, we did have uh, a turnover by Jimmy Garoppolo. Great interception by Bobby Wagner. They couldn't do anything with it, of course. And now I take that back. They are attempting a long field yeah. goal. Oh, and boy. it is going to be just wide. And by Sorry, the way, I thought we were a little bit farther back. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Eric, a 56 yard attempt. It came up woefully short and yeah. wide. And Seattle, by the way, did not get that penalty call. Russell Wilson, I didn't think it it was probably, it was going to be borderline. Usually we're so used to seeing that call. Al mm-hmm. Shahir did hit Russell Wilson as he was sliding down. And, you know, looked like he might have got him in the head and neck area, but it was close. No flag. But nevertheless, Jason Myers attempts from 56 yards. That did not go well. Okay, so again, right now, still seven all. We mentioned earlier, last time we talked to E, that when you looked at that 
adjusted total well over 50. I believe it was about 55 and a half at that point. You had to think at some point uh, it would start to come back to the mean a little bit. So, again, no point since a, a chaotic beginning there in Seattle. All knotted up at seven. And to your point about the, the, the running quarterbacks, we saw it in college a little bit yesterday with some of these fake slides. Not saying that's what Russell was trying to do at all. All I'm saying is defenders, they can't judge these angles anymore. These quarterbacks, mm-hmm. are they staying up? Are they going down? You're going to have to make some rule changes here in the NFL competition committee because these things are becoming a problem now, both in college and the NFL. So a no call on that play, and that field goal does come up short. Okay, so right now, let's go out to Tank Williams again, watching the Ravens and the Steelers and Tank. It looked like we're going to get a lot of points at the beginning, and then that bad pick by Lamar Jackson, and since then it's been very quiet on the offensive front. Yeah, my man, East Square gets all the drama. I got all the yawns, man. I thought we had a little something with Baltimore's 11-play drive to start the game, but then there were like three uh, drives of three and outs in a row. Baltimore has the ball right now, and I believe I thought that was almost an interception. Mm-hmm. I mean, he missed it, but I mean, I really don't know if I'm watching good defense right now or bad offense. I'm leaning towards bad offense. It seems like Pittsburgh can't get anything going whatsoever. Lamar, the only time they can really move the ball is on little short dink and dunk passes of him using his legs. So both of these teams still trying to find their mojo on offense. Right now, it's a defensive battle. About what you expect when the AFC North kind of clashes uh, in one of these late, you know, games in the season, December football. That's that bad, yeah. Like Tony Romo said, 24-10 or 14-10, 24 total points. That's about what we expect this game. Okay, and Tank, to that point, we're seeing the total now tick down to 33 and a half here. For the uh, adjusted total here with no points. And again, the Ravens primed to get some here. But you mentioned it. You don't really know if it's good defense or bad offense here. Ever since that pick by Lamar on the first drive, how are they calling the game for him, John Harbaugh and company? I mean, you know, they're trying to sprinkle in some run plays. uh, And they're using short pass plays, whether it's to uh, Mark Andrews or some of the other wide receivers. Lamar's trying to make quick reads and, if he doesn't see anything right away, he's trying to use his legs and escape. I'm not sure if you heard me. I said, like you said, that the uh, point total was going down. I was like, yeah, it's probably going down like the crypto market's like. <laughs> at first, we were at 44, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it drop all the way down in the 20s. Like, it looks crazy right now, and it seems like neither one of these teams knows exactly how to attack the opposing defense until they find a crack in that. I mean, I think it's going to be you know, slow trudging along for both of these offenses. Well, you know, T.J. Watt back in the lineup today mm-hmm. for Pittsburgh just gave mm-hmm. uh, the Ravens a big break there with an unnecessary roughness call. So the Ravens keep this drive going on the other side of the 50 for the Steelers. But boy, that running game, they are shutting it down right now uh, for the boys in, in, in black and yeah, gold. a lot of black and yellow, black and yellow, black, black and, and yellow. yellow. And right now, again, that adjusted total at 33 and a half. Uh, the Ravens, though, uh, still favored by three and a half. Again, that's come down. Pre-flop was about four and a half much of the week. You saw the number come down to four here at BetMGM. So the Steelers were getting a lot of that money. Yeah, Ravens now minus three and a half, 35 and a half at BetMGM. Quick update on uh, what we saw in Seattle. Jimmy G does get it on a quarterback sneak. They go for it on the Seattle 44, get the QB sneak. So Seattle's still uh, on defense here. 49ers minus three and a half, even money, 54 and a half on the total. You know, and I mentioned that the Washington football team, to me right now, they're a good underplay. Because their defense, and I know early in the year, people are going to look at the numbers, they're not going to adjust for what's happened really since Chase Young's gone out. This defense has become a really good defense here. I don't know if it's coincidental or not. 
without Chase Young. They're certainly playing, and, and we talked about that with our buddy Rick Doc Walker back in D.C., and I asked him, I go, Rick, I almost think it sounds absurd because obviously Chase Young and Montez Sweat are special talents. Yes. And they're going to be good players in this league, but I go, is this defense playing more disciplined? And he was like, absolutely, because they're not going as freelance. Because they're playing 11-on-11 11 11 Yeah, now. you see Chase Young and Montez Sweat, and I know that's their job is to go ahead and kill the opposing quarterback. Mm. But sometimes they get a little bit out of their gaps there, and, and they get, you know, they overrun a play, and that's when you're trying to get a lot of sacks. You overrun and you take yourself out of plays. You saw them do that earlier this year. Okay, the Ravens are going to have, it looks like, uh, very close to a first down. I think they're going to get a first down here to keep that drive alive as we're still looking for the first points there. And the Washington football team, again, already up 7 nothing. And just look at the clock. Tick, 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 tick mm-hmm. to these unders, seven nothing, and this is what I'm talking about, people. They go on these long drives again. They did it against the Buccaneers when they wrapped up that game with about a nine minute drive to win that. They did it against Seattle uh, last Monday night, and they're really playing a lot of ball control right yeah, now against and, the Raiders. And it got bet accordingly, and I followed suit here. It did it did close twenty four minus a dollar twenty for the first half at BetMGM, but. Four minutes left to go, only seven points on the board in Allegiant Stadium. Okay, right now let's go back out to Ben Fox watching the Jags and the Rams over at South Point. And, uh, you know, I keep waiting, Ben, to look up and see the Rams just taking control and running away from things. Are they going to do that in the first half? I don't know if they'll do it in the first half, Dave. I do expect them to do it in, at some point in this game. Uh, although, again, this is what happens when you have a bad team against a what we think is a good team. If you let the bad team hang around, you never know what will happen. The Jaguars did have that one drive. They just went three and out. Uh, that was before the Rams had a, a nice drive. They went for it on fourth and one, got it. Ended up a third and one. They got stuffed, went back two yards, ended up kicking a 40-yard field goal instead. So 13 to seven right now. I think based on what we've seen, I'd still feel pretty good as a Rams backer. I believe the in-game is right around where mm-hmm. kind of we started pre-flop here. So I, there's nothing that would take me off the Rams yet. It's just I think everyone also, for the bigger picture, don't judge Trevor Lawrence until he has some offensive talent wow. around him. You know, tight ends just dropping passes that are wide open. You know, he has to do all of this himself. I think he's doing the best he can. I know there's been a lot of Mac Jones hype and all that. But remember the coaching staffs that each of those have to work with as, as well. Trevor Lawrence just has no help around him. Right well, that's now. a good point, again, for those futures markets for Rookie of the Year. Obviously, Mac Jones right now is your odds-on favorite. Go ahead and get that award. The Rams did just get a first down here. 13-7, five yeah. and a half minutes to go there. 49 and a half is that adjusted total. Yeah, now it's getting readjusted. Rams minus 12 and a half and 48 and a half at BetMGM. Okay, let's go back out to Eric at home, who's got the wildest first quarter, arguably, of the day. So, E, I look up. And I see San Francisco celebrating. What's the latest? Yeah, that was uh, a drive spurred by George Kittle. Had a couple nice grabs and also a run from Elijah Mitchell taking it in from two yards out. It was a 54-yard play or 54-yard drive, I should say, to make it 14-7 as we approach the end of the first quarter. Seattle really hasn't done anything on offense outside of the fake punt. They've had 73 of their 79 yards on that particular play. Only one first down, which was that play. Uh, meanwhile, 49ers starting to get cooking a little bit offensively now. And uh, this past drive, Kittle looked like a man reborn a little bit. Mm. So uh, keep an eye on him in this game. He's, he's going to be an interesting prop player 
throughout the course of the season, I think, and, and especially in this game. Okay, so uh, so far so good for San Francisco giving up that fake punt. Uh, but again, the adjusted total of 57 and a half. I know we got 21 points here. We're not even done with the first quarter. It just feels a little bit high to me, but we'll see mm -hmm. how that plays out. Again, remember, 37 points at halftime between the ATL and Tampa Bay, and that game didn't get the Yeah, this pop did over. close 44 and a half, by the way, and it did get bet to the under. It was 46 and a half on the opener. So, yeah, I think that does look high. And if, if you bet the over, might be a good spot for a middle spot to try to bet that under. Uh, just going to say here at Circus Sportsbook, I just heard some applause, and I look back and I see a couple. I do believe there are a couple. They're sitting next to each other. One, the gentleman's in a Steelers jersey, mm -hmm. and the woman's in a Ravens jersey. She was cheering. Hubby or boyfriend was not very happy because we do have the first points of the day uh, in that game, and it is the Ravens getting on the board here as they take a 6 nothing lead with a drive that lasted 10 minutes and 27 seconds. So even though you give up points at the end of it, if you're an underbacker, you take that every day of the week. And twice on Sunday. Yeah, no question about it. As uh, Ravens do get in the end zone, extra point is good. We'll have to get you a price from BetMGM on the other side. Okay, so Freeman gets that in there. Devonta Freeman, yeah, he's still kicking there uh, here in Baltimore. Minus six and a half, by the way. Minus five on the Ravens. 37 and a half, the current total. Okay, Rams going to have to punt the football away again. First half backers here. If you had the Rams, you're probably laying at least seven, I would believe, at that juncture. And it's only a six-point lead right now. Uh, with about 344 to go there. So that's going to be a very tenuous situation, uh, depending on which side you had, either Jags or Rams. And the Washington football team, two minutes and 44 seconds to go before halftime, just sitting all over the Raiders, still up 7 nothing. So we'll see if they can get any more points before the halftime as well. Don't go anywhere. We're in the afternoon wave of games here on the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football season, it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted eyes specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM, MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone right here on VSIN. And let's get some updates from around the league. We have some scoring. We mentioned we had some in ball, in uh, Pittsburgh, rather, and it came from the visiting team. Let's go back out to Tank Williams with the particulars. Hey, Tank. Yeah, I mean, you said it. The uh, Baltimore Ravens were able to execute a drive that covered 99 yards. They said this is the longest drive in the history of this series. Whoa. 99 yards over 10 minutes. Uh, they were able to overcome two false starts. Uh, Baltimore's offense was aided by T.J. White on sportsmanlike conduct, roughing, and then culminated in a touchdown by Devontae Freeman. But personally, I loved it because he had a nice long completion to Mark Andrews, really helps my fantasy squad. <laughs> but now we do have seven points on the board, and now the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has been relegated to the shower curtain from the steel curtain. So they <laughs> need to totally redeem themselves to try to earn some of that glory back from the heyday. Yeah, you don't expect to give up a 99-yard touchdown drive if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. At with, home. Yeah, at home with Watt back in there. But he did aid that in a bed that drive, if you will, with that 15-yard penalty. Uh, the Ravens right now with that 7-0 lead that adjusted total now at 36-and-a-half. Do you think this thing opens up a little bit, Wes, or do you think it, it gets played close to the vest? Well, now uh, the uh, Steelers are going to be punting here. Uh, boy, they were just showing a replay. That looked like unnecessary roughness. Yeah, and I don't believe it was called, uh, no. apparently, because the Steelers are going to be punting back to the Ravens. So still 7 nothing, Seven minutes left to go uh, just in the uh, first half here. So 
Steelers have got nothing going right now as Presley Harvin on the punt. Let's go back out to Ben Falks over at South Point watching the Rams and the Jags. It looks like the Jags had a promising drive, but I do believe it just came to a sudden end. Hey, Ben. It did indeed, guys. Uh, as many Jaguars drives have had, not not a lot promising, I'd say. That's an adjective <laughs> we haven't used a lot with the Jaguars season. Um, the Rams kind of doing what good teams shouldn't do. They had a fair catch interference, which set the Jaguars up basically at midfield. But Jacksonville couldn't really do anything with it. Uh, a, they end up on a RPO with Carlos Hyde, who I don't think probably has run an RPO very often. But nevertheless, that was the call. Uh, on third down, ends up being a fumble. Jacksonville recovers and punts it back to the Rams now uh, inside their 10-yard line around a little over two minutes left. This is an important drive for the Rams, I think, to get some points here and a little momentum into halftime. They've kind of slept walked a bit. Also interesting, Cooper Cup, I think he has two targets, zero yards. So mm. expect them to get him involved a little bit, especially with Shaq Griffin inactive for the Jaguars. Not exactly known for their secondary, but... Matthew Stafford hasn't been at his best today. I would expect them to put together a nice drive here. Okay, that total's down to 43.5 now with the low-scoring first half. A very important drive, and Wes Reynolds, let me put it on you. Would you rather be right now a first-half backer of the Rams or the Jaguars? And we're at the two-minute warning, Rams deep in their own territory here. So basically, it all comes down to whether or not you think the Rams are going to score on this drive. I'd still rather have the Rams because they do have the football two-minute warning, second and three on their own 18. Just got to get three to cover that first half number. All right, let's see if they can cover that number or not. Let's go back out to Chris Young watching Washington against the, the Las Vegas Raiders right here out in the desert. And, Chris, again, I feel like a broken record, but that defense of Washington ball control offense doesn't always equate to points for Washington, but at least it feels like they're controlling, uh, flipping the field, and certainly the time of possession. Yeah, and both of these quarterbacks starting the game, 11 of 14 difference. Heineke's got a 21-yard advantage as Washington leads 7-0, a minute 39 to go before halftime. Heineke has been knocked down four times, though, on 14 dropbacks. So Max Crosby getting to him, and oof, a penalty, a rough one. Uh, would not have thrown the flag on a roughing the passer on Crosby. I mean, I didn't. he didn't hit the head of Heineke just drove him into the ground, but I, I don't know what he was supposed to do on that one. Doesn't matter. Raiders getting the stop there. So they now have the football back here. Malcolm Kuntz getting a sack to his first of his career, the third round pick out of Buffalo for the Raiders. So yeah, this seven, nothing score here. You got to be loving it. If you're on the under. Yeah, absolutely. Feels like a dead under it now adjusted to 31 and a half. And what Max Crosby did to Chris's point is he tackled him. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you, you can't tackle quarterbacks You're anymore. Not, that is that's that, illegal. That is disallowed. That is not allowed anymore in the National Football League. What in the world was he thinking? Trying to play and do his job. 31 and a half now, that adjusted total. So, again, I don't know that he, I even hop in there, Wes, because, again, I, as more and more I watch this team, the Washington mm-hmm. football team, they just want to have long drives, whether they result in punts or not. It keeps their defense off the field and keeps you on your heels. Well, it has been, uh, I think uh, Chris called him earlier, check down car. 11 of 14 for 60 yards. Uh, not, this car is not a Ferrari today. No. It is a Hyundai, very much a Hyundai today, uh, checking down these short passes. So, so far, 7 nothing, And uh, you mentioned 31 and a half on that total. Okay, and again, the first car I ever bought was a Hyundai. I actually enjoyed it. I was very young. <laughs> Let's go back out right now to Eric at home watching the 49ers and the Seahawks. And, of course, this is a game we expected all the points in the first quarter. Eric, did you get more? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we're still sitting at 14 to 7, uh, about three minutes into the second quarter. 49ers in scoring range, however, so we may see something here shortly. Uh, 49ers have kind of controlled the game since the Seahawks took a 7 nothing lead on the Travis Homer 73 yard fake punt run, uh, the epic uh, run of 73 yards that gave him the lead. 49ers controlling things since then. Elijah Mitchell now taking the ball and rounding the corner. Looks like they're into the red zone and in a great position to score again. There is a flag on the play, though, so we'll check that. Sorry, that was Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, but the play might be coming back for a hold or something like that. However, San Francisco looks to be in control here. Jimmy did have the interception earlier. They did give up the long fake pump, but they look like the better team right now. 14-7 to San Francisco, 11 and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Yeah, I'm watching this game as well, and I'm seeing Seattle lose on both sides of the ball in the trenches, especially that offensive line. Mm -hmm. That was an awful quarter. By the way, Seattle had three fumbles, did lose only one of them, but three fumbles. Still forced a turnover, score on a special teams, and they're still down 14-7. to uh, This Seahawks bunch, uh, not looking very inspired or spry early. San Francisco, by the way, minus 8.5, 55.5 on the total at BetMGM. Okay. So let's see if those points keep coming here. Still plenty of time here up before halftime with 11 minutes to go, but Seattle trying to uh, get a stand here and a potential situation here in Los Angeles. And about a minute seven to go before halftime, and I mentioned who would you rather have, the Jags or the Rams, there's a bigger issue now. It's with the quarterback, Matthew Stafford. He just took a shot. It looks like he took it to his chest area mm-hmm. there, and he is still down on the ground right now as we speak. They are going to get the personal foul, which is good news for Rams backers here, certainly in the first half. So they'll give them the automatic first down. Ray Robertson uh, Harris, the, the uh, former Bear, gets that penalty. Uh, but the bigger concern now is for nine going forward. And uh, look, it. It was a shot to the chest. I don't know that that's even a personal foul. I, it is amazing to me the way that, again, it's just hard to play defense. I don't know what else Roy Robertson, uh, Roy Robertson Harris is supposed to do on that. Mm-hmm. as he, he didn't even drive him down to the ground. He just hit him as he's throwing the football. But yet the, the hanky comes out. It's a 15-yard penalty, and it looks like John Wolford, uh, the backup from Wake Forest, is coming into this game. So we do have a developing situation here, and certainly in-game betters take note of this, and we'll see how long potentially Matt Stafford is out for. Rams, by the way, minus 17.5, in terms of the in-game. Okay, Stafford, his holding is definitely a chest situation, but he is up in Adam. He does have to come out of the game here for at least one play. The Rams do have the football now after what I think is a very suspect call at best uh, to get the ball in the first down scenario here. They're going to have a second down at about eight yards. Uh, and guess who's coming back in? Number nine was only out for one False play. alarm. So, Walford is out. Stafford is back in. I'm just going to go on right. I think it's a terrible call. I think it was a terrible call to call that 15-yard penalty as you're in the motion of throwing and you get hit. Uh, and now Stafford, a big completion here. First down now. And there you go. Now already in field goal range. Still some time left to go. Rams, by the way, do have three timeouts. They're going to take one here. So, again, if you are sitting on the Rams' first half, that's music to your ears to get that 15-yard penalty to keep this drive alive as they get it down to Van Jefferson. Now they're at least in field goal range as they take their first timeout. Uh, right now we got a fourth down in Seattle as San Francisco. Let's see what Kyle Shanahan and company decides to do. Looks like they're going to line up for a field goal attempt. And the Raiders have called the timeout as they're trying to get points here. 18 seconds to go. So far, they're being shut out in the first half 
against the Washington football team. Yeah, and right now, Washington minus three and a half plus a dollar five. We've reached the 20s here on the total, 29 and a half currently at Bad MGM. And by the way, that San Francisco field goal from Robbie Gould is good. Now 17 to 7, 49. All right, Pete Carroll not looking very happy there. 17 7 is the lead there. We'll see if the Raiders with 24 ticks on the clock. You can get points. The Rams certainly in field goal range. We'll give you all those updated numbers when you come back with us right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter in every single bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis in all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. This guide is designed to give you an edge, whether you're just betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a key high-value prop scenario. This guide drops December 13th. Make sure to you get your copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe, Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds. We have reached halftime out here in Las Vegas with the Washington football team right now having a 7-3 to lead. And the Rams did get three points with 11 seconds to go there to take a 16-7 lead. So that means if you're a Rams first half backer, mm-hmm. barring a miracle, they're going to cover. This had some trickeration in Seattle that came up a little bit short. San Francisco holding on to a 10-point lead right now. Yeah, it did not work. By the way, that Rams first half line closed seven and a half. Mm. Uh, also, the under looks like it's going to come through. Still about 11 seconds left, but 24 was the first half under. It is 16 to 16-7 currently, and then you mentioned we are at halftime here at Allegiant Stadium. 7-3 Washington football team will get a halftime price here momentarily. Okay, the Jaguars still trying to score, but only seven seconds to go there, so we'll give you an update as we get to halftime. We saw the big shocker, and certainly for me, I uh, had Minnesota and a lot of teasers that would have cashed had they just held on and beaten Detroit. That didn't happen as Detroit scores in the last play of the game to get that outright win. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. The teams with the most regular season losses at the beginning of the year, this opened up Lions plus 450. Mm-hmm. Now it's minus 500. 20% of the tickets reside with Detroit overall. And 18.8% of the handle are on the lines. Now, you would think that the books are going, oh, no. Like, this is, this is, uh, this is terrible news because, well, the Lions are going to win that. Well, maybe not. That tie against Pittsburgh. And you look ahead to Houston now. All of a sudden, the books might be really happy that the Lions actually got that win today. Yeah, the Houston Texans absolutely coming for that distinction. And by the way, uh, we don't have like a gone fishing for inside the no. NBA when you get eliminated, but the Houston Texans officially eliminated from the playoffs before the Detroit Lions, by the way, who just won today and now won 10-1. and won. But the Houston Texans, the first team out of the 32 eliminated from playoff contention. Well, who would you feel better if you had a ticket on? If you had the Lions to have the least number of wins or the Texans to have the least number of wins? Well, I'm just looking at the schedule here. The last five games for Houston, they do have Seattle at home. And look, we're watching that, that, Seattle right? kind of struggle offensively. They also uh, do go to Jacksonville. Then they have the Chargers at home. Then they go to the 49ers. Then they close out with Tennessee coming in. So, you know, looks like maybe a couple winnable games that uh, you would think for Houston, uh, at least on the Detroit side, they got to go to Denver. Mm-hmm. They have Arizona, the best team in the league, at oh least boy. by record coming in. Then they go to Atlanta. Then they go to Seattle. 
Green Bay at home. A little bit tougher schedule for the Lions, but just based on how they're playing, I think the Lions have actually put together a few good efforts in a row. After that drubbing they took against Philadelphia back on uh, October 31st, Halloween, they did tie at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They did only lose by three at Cleveland, albeit a banged-up Browns team, but they were like a big underdog. They were a little bit less than two Should have beaten Minnesota twice, arguably. Yeah, and then the uh, the Thanksgiving game was like a coin flip. Yep. 16-14 Bears win in Detroit, and then, of course, today they've now won. So that's like four good efforts. So it tells me, okay, maybe this team's at least playing hard. Houston – I, like I said earlier, the first team, Oof. I think since the 2002 Panthers, I think that was from ESPN Stats and Info, that Houston's the first team to lose two games by 30 or more points. And remember, they, and they won week one against the Jaguars, and uh, I don't think they've gotten anything s- since no. then. So that's the way it's gone there for H10. I'm with you. If I had a ticket right now, I'd rather have it on Houston to have the least number of wins when this is all said and done. You can make the argument that Detroit should have five wins. If Justin Tucker doesn't kick a 66-yarder at the gun, right, Minnesota wins in the last play of the game against Detroit. You mentioned the Bears game on Thanksgiving. This team easily could have four or five wins. Instead, they only have one. And and maybe that's being a little generous, but but they could have more than one. They should have about three or four. Absolutely. So, again, I would think that right now you'd probably be sitting pretty if you're sitting on that uh, Texans ticket for the least number of wins. Uh, we mentioned that we've gotten the halftime out here at Las Vegas. Let's get back out to Chris Sheehan watching this game for us. So, hey, if you're looking for points, probably came to the wrong place. But if you're looking for a win for the road team, potentially they're holding on to a four-point lead. Yeah, Carlson, the kicker for the Raiders, went 5-5 five five last week against your Dallas Cowboys there, Dave. 52-yarder, he gets the Raiders finally on the board at the end of the first half. 7-3, Washington in the lead here. Uh, They get into range for Carlson, thanks to Derek Carr. Not his arm, he's still checking the ball down, rather his legs. 24 yards on two carries, two scrambles, that was. Um, He did connect with Brian Edwards on 18-yard pass, so that was somewhat impressive there. If you've been watching Carr all day, he's been really throwing it short, not connecting with Deshaun Jackson, who hasn't, you know, has been kind of intermittently playing here. He was wide open at one point, though. Uh, Both quarterbacks playing pretty conservatively here, and the score, again, 7-3. to Under is looking great in this one, if you got it around, uh, depending on your book, you know, somewhere around 48, 46 is where uh, I saw it closing, at least. And again, to that point, Chris, you look here in the last six games for the Washington football team, five unders have hit. It looks like they're going to go and make that six out of seven, barring an avalanche of points in the second half. 32 and a half is now that adjusted total. Chris, so from what you've seen, uh, if you want to back the over here in the second half, we got to get 23 points here. As I do the math, do you think that that's a smart wager? Or would you stick to the under? Well, I would point there because the Raiders, this is their part of, part of their team that's solid, right? Their pass rush. When you've got Crosby getting to the quarterback. Now, we talked about it earlier. An egregious penalty that he called for simply tackling Taylor Heineke. Mm. On the rougher side, and he was called for roughing the passer, but there was no hitting of the helmet or anything like that excessive. So I didn't agree with that. But that's how the Raiders are going to get it done. Now, if you do like the over, you would probably think, listen, this Raiders secondary can be vulnerable here. And the Raiders run game coming in was 27th, and Derek Carr leads the league in the NFL in passing yards. 
I don't know. Maybe there's an adjustment if they start airing it out a little bit. Involve guys like Zay Jones down the field here, too. Hunter Renfro has got a couple of catches for big uh, conversions. So, I, I wouldn't say, you know, don't overlook the over for the second half. But based on what we've seen through 30 minutes, it's been a, a grind from both teams content on just trying to sustain drops. Yeah, this is probably a stay away from me at this standpoint. 22 and a half. So currently that would make it like you mentioned, 32 and a half Raiders minus one at bed MGM for the second half. So seven to three Raider Washington football team leads at halftime. We're also at halftime in Los Angeles. All right. Speaking of let's go out to Ben Fox out at South Point watching this Rams and Jaguars game for us. And, and Ben, look, I, you know, I always look to the defense and say, I don't know how they play defense anymore. I don't look bad on Matt Stafford. He got knocked out for a play, but I don't know what you're supposed to do as a defender. But that was a big play if you were a Jacksonville backer in the first half because that led to that field goal so the Rams could cover that first half number. Yeah, and it's been kind of offensive ineptitude, I would say. Uh, Jaguars averaging a robust 3.1 yards per play, and the Rams are 0 of 6 on third down. And that's really kind of the story, I would say, of the first half. Haven't really gotten Odell Beckham involved. Uh, they might have heard me the last drive because Cooper Cup did have three catches on that uh, last drive of the first half for the Rams. So there's just been nothing really to get excited about for the Jaguars here. I think they have about 18 yards rushing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has around 50 yards passing. I think this is still the Rams game to win and to cover. Uh, I'd still be potentially looking at that under, even though it's come down from kind of the 51-52 range that we were talking about earlier. But there's just been nothing right now about the Jaguars um, that has kind of led to any life or any hope. And I think especially with Jalen Ramsey kind of shutting down Marvin Jones, the, the Jaguars just don't have enough offensive weapons here to keep up. Stafford has been a little off this game, and obviously that was before the hit. Mm. Just some throws behind receivers and other things. But that being said, I just don't see anything right now, at least, that would l- lead me to take the Jaguars here plus the points. I played second half under 23. By the way, that is crashing right now. Second half unders have gone well. Went three of the out of the four in the first session, so we'll try another one here. It is going down now, starting to see 22 and a half, 22, 21 and a half. So everybody apparently has the same idea. Because of what Ben mentioned, 3.1 yards of play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, uh, Stafford did come back in the game, but, you know, is he 100%? He did take that shot to the chest. So I'm with the market here. I think the under's the way to go. Well, we mentioned that Minnesota had a must-win scenario against Detroit. They're going to be taken seriously as a playoff team here at 5-6. and six. That didn't go their way. Rams have to win this game after losing three in a row since the Von Miller trade here, I remember they were seven and one at one point. The Darlings in the NFC. Now they're seven and four. And you saw Arizona get that win today. The Cowboys won on Thursday night. Uh, the Packers were idle. If the Rams are going to be taken seriously as a big boy contender in the you NFC, got to put this team away. You can't let the Jaguars of the world hang around. They are hanging around right now. But again, we'll see how that second half plays out. But again, uh, right now, it looks like people are betting that under uh, so far. Uh, right now. Again, uh, we do have points in Pittsburgh. The Steelers got on the board there, 7-3. Still 27 ticks before halftime. We'll give you those numbers when you come back, and that game does finally get to the half. It's the Green Zone on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen A. Smith when I'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith show podcast tune in every Monday Wednesday and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. And if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here. It is the Green Zone on VEASAN. We've reached halftime in the Steel City 
with the Steelers right now trailing to 7-3, to three, but you've got some second-half numbers for them. Yeah, we do. 21 on the second-half total is what I'm seeing start to appear right now. That would make it 31, basically adjusted for the game. Baltimore minus one and a half, so that would make them five and a half currently. So it's uh, seven to three, Ravens leading Steelers. We are now underway in Las Vegas after the Reverend Run halftime show oh. in Allegiant Stadium. Probably right. more entertaining than this football game uh-huh. right now, but nevertheless, back underway in the third quarter, also getting underway out there in SoFi Stadium with the Rams leading 16-7. to Seattle did score a touchdown on the last drive. It was uh, one Adrian Peterson, oh. his first touchdown as a Seattle Seahawk. So 17-14 to now, four minutes left to go. Niners with the lead. Okay, so again, getting a lot more points there than I expected. Certainly, that's for sure right now, 17-14. San Francisco in the lead. It is a pleasure to bring right here to the Green Zone. Mike Pritchett, of course, you know him, the host of Betting Across America, Monday through Friday, uh, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern right here on VEASAN. Of course, a former star at Colorado and certainly with the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. Pritch, it's great to have you on the program. Uh, let's talk a little bit before we get to the Sunday night game here in specifics. Oh, uh, how, how have you navigated through the early session of today's action and maybe what stunned you the most? Uh, extremely frustrated. Great to be with you guys, by the way. Um, extremely frustrated. I mean, I, I knew the Chargers were one of those teams up and down kind mm-hmm. of a year. Uh, but then you go, okay, the Bengals, they, they're at home. They got three games in, in a row at home, uh, a chance to really to solidify their playoff chances legitimately. Right. Uh, and then they go out there and have the start that they had against the chargers. That was baffling. Uh, and then the turnovers, I mean, it was a tight game until the mix in fumble. Uh, and then the chargers took advantage of that. So give them credit. But the one that's just mind blowing is, is him uh, out there with Minnesota. Uh, after Kirk Cousins actually showed up and did what a lot of people have been waiting for him to do, and, and that's to uh, really you know, throw the football well and, and, and make some big plays out there. So they did that got in, and had the lead, and all of a sudden, okay, the defense kind of disappears there for the Vikings. And, and I'm just trying to figure that one out, fellas. How does, how does your, your secondary mm. back up when you have everybody – at the goal line anyway, and they back up into the end zone and just invite the Lions to throw a strike uh, there for the touchdown. Uh, Pritz, I'm right there with you. I'm still scratching my head. I can't figure it out. Again, as somebody who had the Vikings to close on a lot of teasers there, uh, all those went by the wayside. It's inexplicable. And to your point, look, 27 points isn't a juggernaut, but you would expect that to be enough against Detroit, and you do not expect Mike Zimmer to give up that type of lead late in the game. So I'm right there with you scratching my head. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, you know, that's betting, though, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how it goes. It goes. <laughs> that's how it goes. So, Pritch, we go back to the AFC West. You mentioned the Chargers getting the win at Cincinnati. Now half game back of tonight's home team, the Kansas City Chiefs, at 7-4, and four, getting the Denver Broncos hanging in there at 6-5. and five. This has been arguably the most competitive division in all of the NFL. Line has moved toward the Denver side, mm-hmm. though. It was 10 earlier in the week, now mostly painted 8.5 and, and 9. So, is some support for the Denver Broncos or maybe some anti-Kansas City Chiefs play? Because, look, what we see, Pritch, is that everybody, all these teams that have played these two high safeties against Kansas City and then play the underneath zone, it's tended to work out. We'll see if they figure it out for the bye week. Expecting more of the same from Dom Capers tonight. You know what's crazy, Wes, is that I think when you are playing too high zone, I mean, you're, you're hoping that your rush could get there too and, and make Patrick Mahomes kind of move off his spot uh, and, and, you know, make him 
be uncomfortable in the pocket. Some of the teams that have done that have done that earlier. Uh, that's been highly successful because you test the patience of Patrick Mahomes. I, I think Denver has the secondary from a coverage standpoint uh, to feel confident of playing zone, whether it's too high or four cross four cover four, or even cover three sometimes, just kind of mixing it up. But it, they're really going to rely on Bradley Chubb and that front trying to apply pressure against that offensive line that's been up and down all year for Kansas City. You know, Mike, it's very interesting. The first time that Vic Fangio's team really got my attention this year wasn't the 3-0 start for the Broncos. It's when they kind of fell by the wayside. We were expecting him to be like Sean Penn, dead man walking, and get fired and lose his job. They go into Dallas as huge, huge underdogs there and punch the Cowboys right in the face, and the Cowboys never recovered. What do you make of the 6-5 and five football team? Have they taken on Vic Fangio's personality? I'm not sure about that one. Uh, I think they're starting to believe in the fact that they're playing solid defense and they're running the football. Mike Munchak, uh, offensive line coach for the Broncos, I think is underrated. Obviously a Hall of Famer as a player, but uh, certainly, you know, a guy who's engineering this offensive line. They're going to get Garrett Bowles back uh, at left tackle, I believe. Uh, and so we'll see what type of uh, lift that gives them uh, in, in regards to having their starting left tackle back. Uh, and then Teddy Bridgewater, you know, they're not worried about Drew Locke turning the ball over, being the gunslinger, trying to look the part, even though he's not a quarterback in the National Football League. He's backup quality uh, best, at best. Uh, but Bridgewater gives them the confidence uh, to execute the offense the way that, that they believe it should be executed. And, uh, and that's where you have to start with the Broncos at this point, with confidence, because they have a good mix of veterans, uh, but yet some elite talent, but they're young players. And, and so you have to coax them along a little bit uh, and make sure they don't make those mistakes. That's what they're relying on right now. And also guys, uh, they have one of the better red zone defenses in the national football league mm-hmm. playing into the hands of, uh, of Vic Fangio. There as, as a guy who calls the defense there on the sideline. And Cooper cup, by the way, into the end zone for the Rams now, 22, seven extra point pending now, Pritch back to tonight's game. Melvin Gordon not going to go with that hip injury. It is going to be Javante Williams, the uh, young man out of North Carolina. At this point, though, do you think that that's an upgrade to give him more carries necessarily and have the balance shifted toward him rather than if Melvin Gordon was even healthy tonight? Absolutely. I I love his game, Wes. I mean, I I think this young man's got a bright future. You know, you always worry about health, and you probably do need two running backs in today's National Football League to navigate the entire season. Uh, but Williams, man, he's an electric player. Uh, they can run screens with him. Certainly they can throw the ball to him. But uh, the guy, he, he knows how to run the wide zone scheme, uh, whether he's going to keep it outside, uh, but, uh, bend it back uh, across the middle of the field or, or, or bang it in there, you know, for some tough yards. I mean, he's, he's that type of runner with great feet, great balance. I'm excited to see the young man tonight. Uh, you know, it's, we've got a couple more minutes here with Mike Pritchard, the host of Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. And, Prince, it's so interesting, the narratives, and you know this from playing in the league and certainly still covering the NFL, right, that the narrative now is the Chiefs are back. Are the Chiefs back? Do we trust them again like we did at the beginning of the year, or are there still question marks in your mind? There's still question marks. They're better than where they were, obviously. I mean, uh, it's it's fascinating, though, guys. I I wonder, you know, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, the combination there – could be that last run because you never know what's going to happen in the future from a coaching standpoint. There's going to be some vacancies. We know that, but you know, Patrick Mahomes is just a legendary quarterback and you wonder, did they get their act together during a bye week? 
in the middle of the season, kind of like Tampa did last year, you know, when mm. Tom Brady, even though he was new to that organization, but yet BA and, and uh, they all had to get on the same page and uh, they didn't lose a game after that bye week and won the Super Bowl. So you wonder if Kansas City have seen that improvement, gaining confidence, uh, maybe making some adjustments. Uh, they're, they're poised for that run. Uh, and that's what I'm curious to see tonight. If, if not, if they haven't fixed it, then certainly I think the AFC is still wide open. Uh, right there with you, Pritch, and, and the final moments here with you to Patrick Mahomes' end. I know he's a long shot to win the MVP at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing a difference in his play? Or is it just that the, the bounces maybe didn't go his way early and maybe they're starting to even out a little bit? I am seeing a difference. I think he's evolving into a more West Coast oriented offense, more so than an air raid guy. I got to stretch the football. I got to get to the scramble drill. I got to make the big play. I think he's more of a guy that wants to operate from the pocket, which is a credit to the offensive coaching staff right now. All right, Mike Pritchard, always appreciate the time. Love talking football with you. And you can talk football with him, America, as the host of Betting Across America, Monday through Fridays, right here, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on VEASAN. Pritch, enjoy the game tonight. We appreciate the time and the information. Absolutely, guys. Good luck. Uh, enjoy it. Thank uh, you, Bridge. Appreciate that. We do have a score in Seattle where it looks like George Kittle. Let's see if he stayed in bounds, though, if he walked that tightrope. I think he might be out. That was horrible tackling, Oof. by the way, by Seattle, but was ruled a touchdown, but I think they're going to overlook it. We'll have to give you the result at the end of the break. All right, come on back. That's a good tease, Wes. We'll give you those updates and, and, and different numbers as they change right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.